Hello, hello, OdaFest podcast listeners. Welcome to another episode of the OdaFest podcast. And I don't know if you've been counting, dear listener. I don't know if you've been counting. But this episode is episode 200. We have delivered 200 of these podcasts to you. I don't know how, but we did it. 200 is a very important number. It is going to be represented by the fact that there's only two of us. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because it was so important that there was only two of us for episode 200. Jay and I, we we drove over to to Nancy's house. We handcuffed her. Handcuffed her and locked her in her voice acting cabinet room. Mm -hmm. We told her that she cannot come out until the entire work of uh, the entire body of Shakespeare's works have been narrated. That's a lie. One of many. She's just busy. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it is just the boys. It's the boys episode for number 200 here. Um, you know, we don't have too much to say about the Odafest side of things, just not a lot of news right now. We're just working away on 2023 stuff. But in the meantime, we make podcast episodes and hopefully you have some good times listening. We don't need Odafest news to have some interesting things to talk about. True. There was a lot of things happening this week. Mm-hmm. One of the most interesting things, one of the, one of the things that will not have slipped by anybody here. One of the most eventful things is we got a new Pokemon game. Yay! Pokemon Jesse and James, I mean, Violet and Scarlet, finally released. I was really hoping, when they first announced it, I was actually all about Jesse and James being a potential part of the theme, to be honest. Honestly, because it had their colors, it just felt so right. It felt mm. so right, and they're nowhere to be seen, because let's be real, Jesse and James existed as characters in Pokemon before the current Pokemon fans were born. Also true. I mean, I think they're still in the anime. I would hope. And we did speak about the anime uh, like a couple episodes ago, where they might be retiring Ash and all that. Which, by the way, um, a friend of mine brought up something very interesting to me, which was... So we spoke about the idea that Ash might be sidelined. He might not be the main protag anymore. And it's like, sure, Ash is kind of like, he's, he's a Mary Sue in a sense, right? Like, exactly. You want to be the very best? Well, you know, here you go. Here's the boy who might one day become the very best. Like no one ever was. And you could do that in the games and all that kind of stuff. And there was Pokemon Yellow where you could play out more of the anime storyline. That was kind of nice too. But the main thing that I thought was really interesting that my friend pointed out was that it's not really about Ash when it comes to, like, Pokemon the franchise. What it is kind of about is Pikachu. It absolutely is. If you don't have an Ash, now, it's not to say you can't have a Pikachu, but it is kind of weird to not have a Pikachu. It really is. Ash and Pikachu are like ketchup and hot dogs, you know? It's it, They feel so intertwined. It feels like you shouldn't have one without the other. Mm-hmm. So, 
I thought it was really interesting just as a quick point, because I was like, I certainly, I know of all the mascots types Pokemon that they design. I know of all the like super popular type of Pokemon that they like to design. But at the end of the day, Pikachu is the top of the, you know, top of the food chain in that. I don't know what they would do without him. So I'm kind of curious. But anyway, we'll see. We will see. But back to actual game, Pokemon Violet and Scarlet, Scarlet and Violet. (laughs) It marks the third Pokemon game to be released in a one year period. That being said, so you're counting uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. You're counting Scarlet and Violet themselves. Uh, Both of these are mainline games. And then you're counting a remake. Yes. Which is Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. So Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl came out November 19th last year. But those were produced by a different company. They were produced by a different team. Yes, because the Pokemon company, Game Freak, they were working on Arceus and they used a lot of the systems for Arceus for Violet and Scarlet. Yeah. Um, I've heard okay things about Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I didn't play them. Um, Platinum way back in the day was actually one of my favorites, but I just didn't have a switch at the time. There's a lot of reasons that I didn't play them. I've heard, oh, they're, they're okay, but they kind of got overshadowed when Arceus came out. Um, because Arceus came out like two months later. Yeah, it was kind of weird. Some people like, so part of the thing around the Scarlet and Violet hype train, um, when they released was how well would it perform? Because we know that the Switch was kind of already old when it came out <laughs> five years ago. It, it was on like six or seven year old tech when it first came out. And there was already issues with it before in other games that were large. Not to the point of how bad Scarlet and Violet are. Because I don't want to be super negative. You can find this everywhere. Scarlet and Violet do not perform well. Um, no, they do not. I would probably go as far to say that they probably perform at a Wii level of like graphic uh, in terms of the the how nice it looks. That sounds fair. Like uh, uh, if you ever played Pokemon Battle Re- Revolution, um, like it, 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 it looks like Pokemon Battle Revolution, um, except it actually in some ways looks worse because it has they have to do a lot of stuff with the open world. There's a lot of textures. There's a lot of stuff going on way more than Pokemon Battle Revolution ever had, so it looks less polished than that. Not only that, like, these days, even cell phone games look really good. Yes, the optimization of the newest generation of games is really bad. We already knew that coming in from Arceus as well, because the Arceus basically had the same problems. I said, um, I don't know if I said this on podcast, though, but I, I remember thinking that when they first announced like Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl and that they were doing a remake of it, but obviously it was different, uh, like by a different company. So maybe they were like, you know, not as uh, stretched out over this. But when Arsis came out, I was like, it's kind of weird how quickly this came out. Arsis probably should have come out now, Scarlet Violet time. And then Scarlet and Violet probably should have gotten a year, a year and a half. Now, the problem with that is that it's probably likely that generation 10, this is generation nine currently, next generation, generation 10, will probably be released on a new piece of Nintendo hardware. So there's probably a timeline thing involving that where they're trying to get out like the last one or two years of like the Switch's 
uh, uh, life cycle life with cycle, the yeah. big, with the nice big new Pokemon game, and then they'll get to work on the next one. Now, here's my take on this. Here's my problem with that. I think that, like you say, the Switch is closer to the end of its life cycle than it is to the beginning of its life cycle. Usually, late life cycle games for any consoles are the most impressive ones. Yes. They're the ones where companies yes. have figured out how to All the squeeze yep. every single bit of performance out of it. And here we yep. are with a Pokemon game that looks more at home on, on the GameCube or on the yeah. Wii than it does on the Switch. I, like, I can't excuse that. It's absolutely true. The optimization is just poor. But you can absolutely see where they're going with it because I'm going to put this here now. I have probably played about 20 hours of it. I have played it in the way that I want to play the game because it is an open world. It's a true open world. I've had a crap load of fun. Just absolutely, like, I have not played a mainline Pokemon game since Sun and Moon. So there's a lot of generations that I haven't um, seen worth of Pokemon. We're over a thousand now. Um, and I think the last time I really played was, again, Platinum. Like, when I say really played, I put, like, hundreds of hours into Platinum. I played, I think, halfway through Sun and Moon before I stopped playing. Um, not because I hated it. I just, it's Ran one of those, of like, I put it, yeah, I put it, I put it down and never put it, picked it back up. Yeah. But that being said, like... There's so many new Pokemon. I'm having a fantastic time exploring. And I won't lie, I've been exploiting bugs and like doing little things that I shouldn't be to gain access to areas that I shouldn't be. But it's really fun and it's kind of stupid to do so. And I'm doing, I'm building my little ghost team. Oh, are you going Hex Maniac route? I guess I am a Hex Maniac. Let's go. Yeah, it's fun. Let's go. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that you're wrong for having fun. Okay. I'm not saying that these are not oh, mutually exclusive. How dare things. you have fun with a game that is clearly not perfect? Yeah. Like this game, if it came out on the Wii, you wouldn't have been surprised. If it came out on the Wii, we would have been ecstatic. Mm-hmm. It's just at this point, we need to expect more. People need to expect more from Game Freak. They can't mm -hmm. get away Pokemon with company. making a game. It's not just that it looks bland or bad or empty. It actively performs poorly. People just pop in in the middle of the screen. They yeah. don't have like... I've had Pokemon just disappear. I'm literally standing in the middle of a crowd of like five or six Pokemon. And they friggin' just disappear. They Thanos. <laughs> just yeah. like someone snaps... And I've just lost half the Pokemon on my screen for no reason. And sometimes I'll even be like trying to catch one actively, like trying to like sneak up behind it to activate the battle or whatever. And it's gone, baby. <laughs> and I mean, if they're popping in and out because they've got some kind of spawning system, kind of like uh, yeah. uh, Pokemon Go does. I feel like for one, it shouldn't have that on a home console. Just don't. But Make it more graceful. Make it like duck into some grass or something. Make so, it look like it makes sense. So one of the things that someone else, one of my other streamer friends really pointed out to me, and I thought it was also really interesting. You just now called it a first party game, which it is technically, and it's also not. Because I'm sure you're aware, but like- It's game got multiplayer, right? No, 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 no. I, I meant more like the development side. So like Game okay. Freak develops a game, not Nintendo. 
Nintendo partners with the Pokemon Company. Pokemon Company is a uh, uh, it's a collaboration between I think Game Freak and Creatures Inc., which is like they make they they they're doing the production and they control you know like um, the creation of the IP and then uh, uh, I think Pokemon Company manages the IP technically, and then mm-hmm. they partner with Nintendo. It's not technically a first party game because you look at Nintendo's actual first party games Zelda Mario Metroid Donkey Kong things like that they take their sweet time making their games Um, you would not get three regular Mario games in the over the course of a year. Yeah, I was going to say, I was just about to say, I don't know if we're getting an Odyssey 2. Odyssey, like Super Mario Odyssey, one of my favorite Mario games, maybe the favorite Mario game I've ever played. I don't know if we're getting an Odyssey 2 in this Switch's life cycle. Uh, you know, we're still waiting for Metroid to come out with, uh, I think Prime 3 it is, right? And then um, Tears of the Kingdom, which is the Breath of the Wild, re- uh, not remake, uh, DLC. sequel no sequel. sequel standalone sequel that's releasing in may and breath of the wild released in uh, uh as a, as a, it was a a it launch, was a launch day title, release. wasn't it exactly yeah so that was five years ago right and they you know that they were you know working on it obviously before five years so they've probably been on breath of the wild for i don't know if i had to guess like six years you know because they gave tears of the kingdom five years and they did give you some DLC for Breath of the Wild about a year in or so, but like nothing insane. Like it's it, there's a lot of fun DLC in there, but like they only ever made I think two expansion packs, and one of them wasn't even like really really big in terms of gameplay content. It was just like other types of content. Anyways, not to get too preachy here, but like the Pokemon company is partly to be like, well, they're probably more responsible about a street release date than game freak is, for example, because game, like you give devs something I know from (laughs) all my comp side friends. If you just give devs like an infinite amount of time, they'll happily work away on stuff for that infinite amount of time. It's until someone else imposes a deadline is when they get stressed. (laughs) Exactly. That's very, very true. So if you tell the devs that there is no deadline, just make it good. uh, You will get a Duke Nukem forever type situation. Yeah. Where it takes 18 years. And by the end of the 18 years, you have a game that looks like it started development 18 years ago. (laughs) Yes. But that being said, like they are definitely the Pokemon company is currently Ubisoft. They are currently assassinating. Assassin creeding the great uh, their their dev cycles by making games releasing mainline games in one or two years when they really should be taking four to five years and no one would really complain with four or five years honestly if it was four or five years between games and they were really good really polished everyone would like them whereas the general consensus online is that I'm not saying that you're not allowed to have fun with them, mm-hmm. but Pokemon Violet and Scarlet high. is going to be known for being a bug fest. Yeah. Uh, Sword and Shield, the general consensus was that it was just kind of eh 
not I think a lot of people great. had more fun after uh, Sword and Shield sort of released, like halfway through the 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 game's life. Uh, people had a lot more fun with it, but I think going into it, they were pretty eh um, due to uh, several different factors. But um, I guess you know to to end on a positive note about this again, like I think it's fun. I think a, a lot of people that I know that have picked it up know about the bugs, but they're still having fun. They kind of just see the the bugs as just something funny. And it's like, whatever. We're all hoping, though, that like next generation, hopefully on new hardware, generation 10, Gen X is going to be... finally look as good as a Wii U game. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Uh, I I think it can get there. I, I really do. But I don't know. Maybe lessons learned. Who knows? It's hard to say. They They... The problem with being such a big franchise as they are is that they know they can print money. So they don't have to try. They don't have. But to all try. I'm saying is the less they try, the more they will really, really, really have to try later. Yeah. And there's really potential there for them to improve. And and we're all hoping for and looking forward to it if it happens. But in the meantime, you know, have fun with Scarlet and, Vi- Scarlet and Violet. I my I've got two fully evolved Pokemon on my team. And uh, I, I have the, the, I started with the fire crocodile, Fuicoco. Now I have Skeledurge. Um, I named him smash Nero. He's, he's, uh, oh, he's a smash easily. <laughs> People look you at like, him he's like, you that's like a reptile. Mecha, you like Mechagodzilla he's got, Pennywise. He's got the, he's got the, he's, I think he's supposed to be sort of like a, um, he's a Mecha Kaiju. Like a, like a conductor. Like a, no, like a conductor. Because he has, like, a music theme. Oh, does he? Yeah, he has, like, he's a singing crocodile. That's sort of, like, his theme. Oh. But he has, like, like his, his final form, he's kind of in a little bit of a tuxy-looking thing, and he's got, like, that sort of, like, you know what I mean when I say a conductor with a little, like, head scruff and, like, you know? Yes. So I, I think I, I think see like what that. you mean. I think you're wrong, but I see what you mean. I'm pretty sure. Th- because every picture, to me, it looked like the body of Mechagodzilla with... Uh, no, there's an actual Mechagodzilla. For Ralligator's head and the hair and makeup of Pennywise the Clown. There's an actual, there's an actual, uh, like, there's a, there's a Mechagodzilla. I just can't remember what his name is, but he's like Iron Tyranitar, I think. Oh. Something like that. Okay. I'm trying to find a picture for you real quick. But anyways, yeah. Um, I'm not saying you're not allowed forever. to have fun. I'm just saying step it up, Game Freak. People yeah. need to expect more. They they really do. Got to do better. They can't do better. Other things they? that got to do better and can't do better. <laughs> so Twitter keeps imploding. It is absolutely. We joked last week that it is a lose billions. Destroy Twitter speed run. Mm-hmm. It just keeps happening. Wednesday of last week, Elon Musk gave all the remaining engineers, a ultimatum that was anybody who wants to be making the Twitter 2.0 sign this Google form by next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened was a lot of engineers did not sign that form. I think at this point, it's said that something like 80% of Twitter's engineering team is just gone. There are features uh, within Twitter that have literally no one maintaining them, no one working on them. 
it is entirely possible but that by the time this podcast uh, releases, that Twitter will be dead. But huh. it probably won't be. Yeah. It probably I, won't be. I At this point, I don't really know what to think. I'm still on the platform. We talked about this. Not really in, in any major rush to leave. There was a big... Um, I don't want to call it an exodus, but there was definitely a lot of posts being like, oh, this is probably my last post, or it was nice seeing you guys, like (laughs) a bunch of things. And in that meantime, while everyone sort of came back to Twitter briefly to be like, oh, you know, this is where you can find me on other social media and all that kind of stuff. Elon Musk was like, we've had more usage of Twitter than ever before. (laughs) That's how he spun it. And everyone was like, yes. Yes, Elon. That's exactly what happened. Of You're course, not wrong. Elon just... <laughs> it really is ridiculous how incompetent uh, Elon's leadership of Twitter has been. Literally, a dog would have done a better job because at least they wouldn't have gotten rid of anyone. They wouldn't have thrown wrenches into the works of it. Mm-hmm. Literally today... As the time of recording, the head of Twitter in France, like the France French branch of Twitter, stepped down saying that it's over like very high up people are jumping ship. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas MySpace kind of went out with a whimper. I mean that in the way that MySpace still exists. Twitter is literally just. Going down in flames. It do like, be imploding. I, I I really think this is even more dramatic of uh, of uh, an issue than Tumblr was. Like with Tumblr, everyone just decided to up and leave. But they well, that was because of changes to the, to their policy as yeah, opposed with, to with Tumblr, the users left like forceful with implosion. Twitter. The people actively maintaining it, actively taking care of it, the users are all still there. It's the people that are keeping it running that are now gone. And so if something happens, it's going to be dramatic. I I honestly never thought I would see a major uh, social media platform go down. Same. Is that weird? Like it, It's like saying... Um, uh, I don't see. I don't expect to see McDonald's or Tim Hortons or Walmart's or grocery stores close in real yeah. life. You know, like, like it doesn't make sense that they would close because even if you don't love their product or you're not necessarily um, a customer at that uh, uh, store, you just know that everyone uses it and it's basically a necessity at this point. Exactly. Like Tim Hortons is actively vile, but I still believe that Tim Hortons is going to be around forever. Yeah. Uh, Part of me still believes that Twitter isn't going anywhere. And that's just the part of me that's always had Twitter there for the last, what has it been? 12, 15 years? Yeah. I I will say that if Twitter, and it's honestly more likely than I know some people say it's not likely, but it's really a matter of how many people want to work there and actually keep this Uh, a company float. I will miss Twitter because I talked about a last episode where I don't 
get affected by all the crap that's on on Twitter, like the toxic uh, environment stuff. Because um, again, I, I know exactly what I follow, who I follow, and Same. the news feed is extremely curated in that sense. I do not care for outside um, my timeline because I have like news for, websites for that. My timeline shows me exclusively things that I'm interested, exclusively things that I want to see. Yeah. Every I would, time I log on to Twitter, it's like, ah, oh, that makes my day better seeing that. Yeah, I would say uh, I would go as far to say that um, the only thing that I I really didn't like about Twitter on a semi regular basis was that it would switch me to home view versus latest tweets. Oh, when they when they had created that, and I mean not just Twitter, I mean Facebook too. Yes. When they true. made any kind of timeline that wasn't chronological order, mm-hmm. that is when I started wishing they would fail. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook's getting there slowly. Yeah. Very slowly. But I did like the sort of soundbite style of uh, commenting, posting, linking. I didn't mind that. Some people will never like it. That's fine. It's sort of like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. You can have fun, but the rest of it can be crap. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, I I will remember Twitter fondly if it does go down the drain. Or I think my, honestly, my hope right now, maybe somebody else just takes over. That's kind of where I'm at. There was one article that I read where it said that Elon Musk already wanted to step aside and let someone else handle Twitter. Mm-hmm. But because I only read that in one article Can't be, and no one else yeah. has ever mentioned it, I don't know if that one article that I was reading was just on on like the Onion or the Beaverton and I just didn't notice. Yeah. I, I, I feel like if that was real, people would be saying that by now. It's true. But that's the only hope for Twitter, that Elon Musk just gets out of the way. I'm even going to go far as far to say is like, I don't post on Twitter like very much at all, but I think I use Twitter every day. I don't use most social. I don't, there's no other social that I really use every other day other than Twitter. And that's how like, I'm not even, I'm not even a power user, not even close, you know? Yeah. But there is something about it and I really enjoyed it. Hopefully, it stays alive or the good parts somehow stay alive or another social media replaces it. That's the same. Do you have yeah. a, do you have a backup at this point? I legitimately don't. Would you go back to Tumblr? I feel like Tumblr doesn't give me what I want. Like the, the content is there. That's not the problem. Mm-hmm. It feels like the format is, is too big, you know? Interesting. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Because they were basically twit longers. <laughs> And the Tumblr post can be a twit longer. Like a Tumblr post can be a blog post. And while those can be really interesting, there's absolutely room in the world for blogging. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love it when I can start reading the thought, finish reading the thought within five seconds, digest it within 10 seconds and react to it within the minute. Maybe that's just the whole like uh, people are always like, ah, you know, that's just. The millennial generation and their short attention span. I'm like, maybe, yeah. maybe a little bit, but you know what? They still made it work, you know? Well, that's just the thing. So it, it's not a dedication. 
to do anything on Twitter. You don't have to, if you're just a casual user, you don't have to dedicate time or pro- thought processing to Twitter. Mm-hmm. You can just go like, ha ha poop, tweet. <laughs> <laughs> and true. you, you don't have need engaged. To, yeah, you don't need to create anything more than that. As bad as that could sound, it's like, mm, why not? That's the power of Twitter. It can be hugely, hugely good. You can find very interesting things on Twitter. But because it's only surface depth and you have to go to other places to dig deeper, it's really great to just let the information wash over you and latch onto the fun parts. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll go back to Tumblr myself. I don't think so. I think I like the time I was there. The content was fine. I don't really care about the policies of like, I think it's still Yahoo who owns it, but I don't know who owns Yahoo anymore because I don't think Yahoo owns Yahoo. Um, (laughs) But I don't know. I'm not too worried about it at the end of the day, I guess, because at the end of the day, it's just 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 social social media. media. Yeah. One thing I am mildly concerned about, though, Honda and Sony have partnered up to put PS5s into cars. (laughs) Where are they finding the PS5s? (laughs) I still don't understand how there's any kind of PS5 shortage. I have not. I have met like one person ever who actually has a PS5. And he barely even plays it. Like, what, I mean, what does the PS5 do? I think, like, you know, obviously there are good games on it. Uh, uh, Ragnarok, are there? Ragnarok came out, Elden Ring's on it. Uh, but you can play those anywhere else. You can't play God of War on. Uh, God of War is an exclusive. Is it a Sony exclusive? Yeah. Okay. I, like, I mean, I am not a Sony exclusives person uh i guess last of us is probably the big big one right fair enough but but like i don't know i thought it like it, it's the whole entertainment in cars thing where i've i don't know about you but other than being a passenger watching maybe watching something on a phone i don't think i've ever done that actually now that no. i really think about it even on a road trip like because on a road trip you need to be road tripping. You need to yeah. be with the buds, you know, the bros. If you, especially if you've got passenger side, if you've got so, pa- front passenger, you are the DJ, the driver feeder, the conversation maker. Exactly, you know? you're you're riding shotgun. That's yeah, exactly. a job. And then if you're in the back, like yeah, you could take it a little bit more relaxed, but. PS5 levels are relaxed because I certainly don't watch a video. I'm probably just like singing, listening to music or asleep. <laughs> and that's just it. Like, I remember when I was very, very young, mm-hmm. there were there were the friends who had the very small portable CRT TV and the N64 and they could plug it in in the back seat of their of their parents minivan. And you know how great of a gaming experience that was while you were camping or something? It was absolute dog shit. It was so bad. (laughs) It sucked. It was not. And this was at the height of mine and my friends like video games addictions. Oh, absolutely. And we would rather just not play it there because the screen sucked. They were small. And I mean, an LCD screen 
in a car now is going to be bigger than that black and white CRT portable CRT, but it's still not going to be good. Yeah. And on top of that, your car lasts for 15 to 20 years. You might not keep it that long, but that's how long the car should last. Yeah. So even through resale and all that, for sure. Yeah. By Imagine the that's time, the only way to get a PS5 is to buy to a buy car. it in a car. <laughs> My God, that's the real. That was the real uh, trick all along. Oh my God, it's true. It's true. Yeah. But like, by the end of the car's life cycle, there will be two more console cycles. Mm. That would be like if you had a car right now that had a Wii U in it. <laughs> and that would be better because the Wii U at least had the tablet screen. You True. know what everybody has in their pocket? A cell phone. Or they That's might have a, a tablet, tablet with them. True. They could get a Steam Deck. Like that is that is a possibility. Anyone can buy a Steam Deck now. You don't have to wait for, for reservations anymore. Mm-hmm. There are so many portable devices that you can take out of the car too. Do you have to you, do you have to park your car close enough to the house to get Wi-Fi reception? What what if your driveway gets really True, bad? If Wi-Fi? You need to update firmware and stuff like that. That would be annoying. I was also thinking about like I just who is the audience? It has it's certainly to be. not the driver. It's not the driver. It's clearly, not the driver, right? <laughs> the only way that this makes sense is for parents with a really long commute. That have to bring their kids places to school, or like like the school is also far away. People that like to road trip with their kids or with their friends, like being able to play the PS5 while camping or gaming, like or while camping or on a road trip. Sure, that's a pretty cool novelty, but it's just not that interesting. It's really it really is a boring novelty, if you ask me. Yeah. I think there's just if if this was 20 or 30 years ago maybe if you told me that I could have a PS2 in a car that might be interesting that's the thing you could <laughs> but I was the kid it just sucked <laughs> no 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 I was the and kid you were the back kid. then that's why it was interesting now as the adult I'm like no <laughs> you know what I could do instead of spending my time in my car I could spend my time anywhere other than my car and pl- and playing games, yes, legitimately, yeah. Like if I went camping, but I needed the game, I could take my Steam Deck and I could hike into the goddamn woods and game with motherfucking Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> I can take my Nintendo Switch and my copy of Pokemon Violet, <laughs> and you can hunt Bigfoot with it. Exactly, <laughs> gotta catch them all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I thought. When it popped across my news feed and I was just like, this is interesting. It's dumb. <laughs> it, it really is a dumb gimmick. Oh, the, and, and to tie it all together with our previous topic, it, the reasoning behind it, one of the reasons behind it was because Honda wants to compete with Tesla by doing something like this with a gimmick. That's why yeah. they wanted to do this. Because uh, Tesla has like the streaming capable display in the car where you can do like state... Well, not it's Stadia. It's a massive, massive piece of tablet in the front console. I think that's what they wanted to use for it. Yeah. Yeah. Just But then no. the Stadia died. 
Stadia's dead. I think you can use it with GeForce Now or something else. I don't. Great. That's exactly what I want to bring into the car. It's also GeForce Now. (laughs) Also, really, streaming streaming video games in a car. You can barely get get good. Yeah, you can barely get good phone reception in a car. Yeah. Right? Yeah. (sighs) I like it. The more things change, the more they stay the same. People tried to put all sorts of things in cars. The Only very few smarter things really technology gets, the dumber people get with it. Mm-hmm. But hey, at least again, you can guarantee that you buy yourself a PS5. Just put down a down payment for a car first. <laughs> that reminds me of a different thing in Winnipeg. Apparently, dealers, there was a guy in Winnipeg who had ordered a new car. But when he finally went to pick it up, the dealer was like, oh, you have to pay us $2,500 extra as a a market adjustment fee because this car is worth more now than when you ordered it. I've heard about those. That sucks. Buying a new car right now is the biggest scam. Buying Buying a a brand new car has always been a big scam, (laughs) but it is the biggest scam right now. Cars in general are kind of a scam, dude. It, think about True. think about it. You're paying what you're paying for is convenience because how often do you drive your vehicle? The answer is probably less than two hours a day, which means you are paying for its existence the other 22 hours of the day for every day of the year. If I spent two hours a day in my car every day, I would I would die. That re- that, that I would reminds just get rid me of my like car. When I was a kid, I'd read, like, you know, you read about whatever, like, I guess, statistics. And, you know, I live, like, being a kid living in Canada at the time, I was like, I read, I remember reading a statistic where it's like, the average person spends three hours a day in their car. And I'm like, I don't spend three hours a day in a car. Or, like, I don't think my parents spend three hours a day in a car. I forgot Americans existed. (laughs) And I forgot that, like, you know, New York exists or, LA exists. LA is the worst of it because yeah. like uh, a, a 10 or 15 mile drive that would normally take 20 minutes yeah. during LA uh, rush hour yeah. takes an hour and a half. Yeah. Basically like the distance between a, a bedroom community such as like maybe Okotoks or Airdrie to Calgary to like their respective city limit area. What probably takes about 25 minutes for our like you know bedroom community to or slash suburb to the city core or something like that is like doubled or tripled sometimes. So I I I did not think about them when they released that statistic, but like I don't know it doesn't uh, it doesn't compute to me. I I don't think owning Spending a car that is much great. time in your car would just be horrible. Horrible. But what if you had a PS five? <laughs> you know what. In L.A. rush hour traffic, maybe it would be for the driver. Maybe. <laughs> maybe it would be. There's been times I've uh, I've heard where, like, there's traffic jams so bad that there'll be, um, like, a food truck on its way to somewhere else. And they just open up shop in the middle of the freeway because the traffic's not moving and people are hungry anyways. Wow. Yeah. That happens? Like, it, it, I don't wow. think it's a daily occurrence, but I've definitely heard it every few years kind of thing. That is I can't insane. imagine that, right? Like we you that get is. sometimes you get some crappy traffic in, in Calgary, but nothing that really would burn my patience like an LA drive. 
the closest I've ever gotten to was like the Q the QE2 in like Detroit, the GTA area. That's not great, but it's still not nearly as bad. A food truck opening up in the middle of a traffic jam is almost the peak, the pinnacle of capitalism. <laughs> almost. Second only to Black Friday. Which is the the pinnacle of capitalism because it's what the day after or the day before? No, it's the day I think after. It's the, it's the day after you you say that you're thankful for everything you have. Yeah, the Friday after Thanksgiving, to my understanding, which is basically like the first weekend before Christmas. If you think of if the you retail. separate things out by uh, yeah. by holidays, yeah. And so Black Friday. It caught on in Canada a decade ago, and that was a huge mistake. But it's happening. It's happening. I read. It's, <laughs> I read, it's going, back, going back to Twitter real quick. I saw your tweet about getting dealt mental damage. Oh, my God. Psychic damage. Speaking of capitalism, Twitter, everything coming together. Do you want to share? I will share that. I will share that. So yesterday, yesterday, I went to Twitch. I went to Twitch and I got fed an ad before I could see anything, before I could say hello to the streamer or anything like that. I got fed an ad for the source. And the source, I hear you say, so do you mean the electronic store? That sounds like a nice, fun place. Except I worked at the source for seven years, uh. seven, maybe more than that. You, I you can't probably remember. worked several Boxing Days and Black Fridays. And Boxing Day was always the worst. Yeah. Boxing Day was always the worst. And then, while I was working there, Black Friday in Canada started being a thing. Mm-hmm. And so it was like we had two Boxing Days. The first year, no one came in for Black Friday. Everyone still came in for Boxing Day. The second year, Black Friday was as busy as Boxing Day. That Oof. one day would be as busy as an entire month. Oof, my dude. Normally. Uh, and then after that, what actually happened? Black Friday started cannibalizing Boxing Day. We would have a pretty busy, busy Black Friday. Our Boxing Day would be much busier than a normal day. But it was just dead. It was it was for a Boxing Day. It was dead. Mm. Uh, and by the time I was done. Boxing days, Black Friday was not as big as a Black Friday was to begin with or a Boxing Day was to begin with, mm-hmm. but Boxing Day was consistently ignored. People didn't care about it anymore. They spent all their money back in November. Uh, it's been a hot minute since I've worked in retail. Um, I think the last time I really had a real, uh, like a, a stint in retail was... Ooh, like including like Boxing Day was probably like 2015, 2016. So it's yeah. been nice not being in that. I actually don't mind retail work. I do mind the other crap such as inventory and uh, big sales days and Christmas. I hate Christmas. I actually. In that respect. I vibed with retail work. I enjoyed it. It just doesn't pay enough. Not even close. It definitely doesn't pay enough. And uh, unless you want to be a manager, and I definitely don't want to be a manager. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but anyways, on to the capitalism side of things. I have not seen a whole lot going on. 
same. Uh, like I, the I've been looking for Black Friday deals specifically on winter boots. I ooh, need myself some point. new snow boots. I also need new boots. I haven't been looking for them. I've been looking. I've I've gotten like a a set of boots that I want to buy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just waiting for the deals to show up and nothing's happening. I wonder why. I'm starting to feel like even companies have given up on Black Friday these days. Maybe. Like, it could be partially things to do with maybe they have, like, supply chain issues. Maybe they can't keep things in stock. Maybe they never got them in stock. So they can't really, you know, there's not a lot of value in putting, oh, I have, you know, if you're a company, like, you know, you're talking across the the distribution of all the retail centers that you have. If you only have 40 items, it's like, yeah, you could put it on sale, but... People will buy them anyway at full price. Yeah, like it won't really matter that much. Buy our winter boots. They're full price. In fact, we've tacked on an extra 15% for our market adjustment fee. Yeah, but in- for inflation Black Friday, hurts everybody. We will give you some new laces only half price. Yeah. I'm just on like the Reddit page for Black Friday Canada deals. I don't see anything that I would say is enticing unless you were already looking for them but there's nothing, nothing that, enticing like, pops. for you or literally just nothing enticing mm, for like obviously it's a bit subjective but to say like i will you know there are sometimes things that you don't really think you need or know you need until you see it right i yeah. haven't seen anything that's kind of where i'm at i don't really need anything i could use a pair of boots but that's only saying because i don't want to put my I don't want to use my work boots as regular boots, like everyday non-work related use. So with that in mind, I'm like, yeah, there's not a whole lot going on that I can see that is piquing my interest. That's a shame. Maybe someone else have it. That really is a shame. But you know what? Maybe maybe that's better for everybody's wallet going into the holiday season. How many people do you have to buy for for holidays? Realistically, there's only two people that I have to spend a good deal of money for. (laughs) And then there's maybe eight other people that I can get like the $20 gifts, you know? Mm, Uh, It's just that a few of those I do have to ship it across the country for. Mm. Yes. I have, I don't have too many people, like the same, same Z's where I don't have to buy for very many people. Um, you know, and even one of the people that you would say like, oh, you have to buy for, she doesn't want a whole lot because she already has everything. So yep. I can think of one thing I can really get for her and then some other people that a handful of like the close friends that I'm like, oh, I should get something. But don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with it other than uh, I think I'm sending a lot of cards out this year. Cards are fun. Like stationery is fun. Sending right. out, standing out, you know. More personalized gift cards, or not gift cards, cards, Christmas cards. For me? Keeping in touch with people, right? Instead of giving people gifts, instead of giving people extra clutter that they didn't ask for in their lives, I rather, I want to go out with friends for like Christmas dinners or just like dinner dates or things like that, you know? I I really enjoy uh, just spending time with people and I've, over the last few months, and actually I would say this year, I've prioritized that more than almost anything else. 
Mm. Maybe just, it's like a holdover from COVID, you know, that's exactly. where you kind of couldn't do anything for two years, so you're trying to make up for lost time. I would, I've been doing that too. I kind of, maybe that's your gift this year. Is like, let me take, a, ma- let me take you out let for dinner, me, kind of. Let kind me of wrap thing. a bow around my forehead for you. <laughs> <laughs> just put a little bow tie, man. Yes. <laughs> exactly yeah i don't know i definitely a little bit past the uh the material side of things so yeah i'm with you i'm maybe that's well maybe that's what i'll do i'll just be like here is a voucher for us see people for christmas yeah do it i want to go get duck this year oh yeah because you almost never make it for duck for i've only made it once for duck i've already been planning for it i have i just haven't settled on a date yet Oh so. my god. New Year's Duck is happening. Yeah, we'll do it. Yes. We're, we're only in November, but we're already thinking about New Year's Duck. I'm down for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. I'm here Just for like it. Just like we have completed episode 200 and we're already looking forward to 300 where yes. Nancy can join us. <laughs> Finally, we can have Nancy back in 100 episodes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Bye. Yeah, that's it. You take care. Be good. 